Hi, this is Beth AQ, and this is the podcast of The Glass House, a weekly radio show that airs on Triple R each Wednesday. The Glass House is a space for spoken word artists, poets, sound makers, audio storytellers, emerging cultural leaders, thinkers, writers, and anyone who celebrates story as a means of self-expression, self-representation, and community building. I hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch via Twitter at BethanyAQ or the Triple R website. My name is Beth and you're listening to The Glass House for another week of storytelling. I acknowledge that we broadcast on stolen unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge that I'm an uninvited guest on these stolen lands and pay my respects to Elders past and those still with us. Treaties never signed, sovereignty never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Coming up on the show today, I'll be joined by curator, community organiser and producer Semolina Winoto to speak about their audio series called Transomatics, which is a trans-informed approach to body movement. It's a very gentle guide to breath work and small, slow movements that's made by and for gender diverse people in order to explore a deeper relationship with their bodies. Season two has just launched and it is an eight episode offering across audio, video, as well as corresponding transcripts. Uh, I did have Semolina on to talk about the first season uh, a few years back, so I'm very excited to hear what they've been up to. It's been a real pleasure um, and very calming experience listening to this audio series. A little bit later in the show, I'll be sharing a story from All the Best. Today's story is all about crushing on someone in an elevator. I hope you can stay with me. Transomatics is an embodied practice for the trans and gender diverse community to help with gender dysphoria. It's uh, a breathwork and movement guide, and it's made to help trans and gender diverse people explore a deeper relationship with their bodies. Season two has just launched, which is going to be an eight episode offering um, across audio and video um, alongside transcripts. I'm very excited. Uh, joining me to speak all about it today, I have the creator, community organiser um, and producer, Samalina Winoto. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Oh, thank you, Beth. It's really nice to be here again. Well, yeah, I mean, the first time I, I had you on, you just launched, launched the first season. Um, so it's great to have you back and it's, it's great to see that uh, the series has kind of expanded. I suppose, starting from the start, what first prompted you to create Transomatics? Great question. Um, I think... As with lots of people, lockdown was um, sending our minds in all different directions and trying to figure out, you know, what we want to be centering um, our identities on and, and what's important to us. And I think for me, it really got me reflecting on um, work that I've been doing over the last few years around um, trying to explore how body practices can be useful for people um, experiencing dysphoria and, you know, journeying along uh, and exploring their own gender identities. And for me, movement had always been a big part of that. So developing Transomatics was born out of that. And I think in particular during the lockdowns, um, I wanted to create something, offer something that um, would help people who might also be feeling isolated and stuck in their own heads a little bit. Um, and yeah, so that's how Transomatics started. And then 
doing season one and having such amazing feedback and connections through through creating that work was a really beautiful, humbling experience. And then I was really lucky to get some funding from ArtsGen and Transgender Victoria to produce season two. Um, and, yeah, it's just been such a wonderful process to go through and, yeah, I'm really mm. grateful. <laughs> Well, it's it's a, it's such a joy to to listen to. Um, I, I would like to, I suppose, talk a little bit about the sound of of the thing before we kind of get into some other things. You know, I know that you have um, a bit of a background in in movement. You know, I think I believe you have um, a background in contemporary dance. Mm-hmm. I think that there is this real sense of that through just listening to it. You know, just like the soft the softness of your voice, the kind of very calming um, kind of sonic elements to it. Can you, I suppose, talk through through your intention behind what you wanted it to sound like in an audio form. Yeah, I thank you for saying that, by the way. Yeah, I do really – I wanted to create something that was um, soft and inviting and um, also wanting to create something that wasn't too um, directed. I wanted it to feel quite open and that what I was saying, it, you know, every – all of the guides are supposed to just be suggestions for things that are possible. Um, you know, I say at the top of every episode and throughout the whole series that I think everybody should acknowledge themselves as the expert in their own bodies. And so I want to offer some things that might resonate and when they don't, you can listen internally and see what the body actually wants. Um, and so I wanted that to come through in the tone of my voice as well. And, um, and yeah, so I have a background in, in dance and also have been, um, you know, practicing yoga and other somatic practices for a, a long time. And I think in all of those spaces, the facilitator is only there to create the space and say, and, you know, create the time to, to, for the, and the opportunities for this kind of movement. But ultimately it's about what, um, people want to bring to the space themselves. So I try to leave space for that, um, mm. in in each of the episodes yeah I love that so much because I think I mean as kind of a an audio experience I think the best audio is an offering of kind of co-creation with the person listening Mm. and I think that's something that you do really well because it is as you said it's this gentle offering um and you know the person can meet uh the you know the audio wherever they're at which I think is um yeah it's just very freeing you know, at the start of um, each episode, you kind of talk about these three core intentions that ground the practice of safety, nonviolence and slowness. Can you, I suppose, speak about those principles and, and what they mean for you? Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think especially coming from the dance background that I come from, particularly safety is always the top of everything I think about in terms of movement. I think Um, you know, it's really important that we don't push ourselves or have expectations for ourselves. Um, but that we come from a body first kind of perspective and that we're just listening to seeing where we're at right in this moment, which doesn't need to be compared or like there's no value ascribed to what the body is doing in this moment. And I guess all three, um, of those, um, all three, all three of those values are about, um, you know, meeting the body where it's at and um, I guess trying to approach the the practice from a space of being equal with the body and, you know, kind of like you're encountering a friend and, um, you know, just checking in and seeing what's going on and seeing what's possible and what's not and not being too judgmental about it. Um, so I think that's really where all three of those values kind of are different aspects of that and trying to develop that. 
Um, yeah, and again, it kind of speaks to what we were just talking about. I think it's a really about creating the space to just kind of sit with yourself and with your body and see what's happening um, mm. and doing that in a really gentle, non-judgmental way. Yeah. I like that idea of thinking about it like approaching a friend because, you know, it, it definitely feels like an invitation to notice and, you know, that's the whole thing about mindfulness, I suppose. Um, you know, the, the point where you say, you know, breathing is, is it a perfect way to become mindful because you can't breathe in the past and you can't breathe in the future. You can only breathe in the present. And I was just, yeah, I was like, mm, it's very true. Yes. It's just, a, and it's happening all the time. It's a natural kind of rhythm mm. in our body that some, it's just, it keeps going along even if we're not noticing it. Um, mm. I, yeah, I just love that kind of invitation to, to listen to yourself. I'm interested, I suppose, through creating transmatics and through this kind of gentle movement practice, how perhaps it's it's changed your relationship with your own body as a practitioner um if if at all yeah it absolutely has um I think yeah so much I th yeah <laughs> um I think it's it's really taught me a lot about also I mean so sorry I'll go back a few steps I think for me a large part of transmatics was about um creating something where elements of it can be taken into your daily life, you know, maybe not the entire practice, maybe not an entire sequence of movements, but little bits here and there, a thought maybe, um, or just, you know, a few words that trigger something for you that, that can help you center yourself and be present in the body. Mm -hmm. um, and just the, the process of thinking of what those things might be and, and creating the series has let me have so many more of those moments where I can just pause and be like oh what are my feet doing right now like how do I how where can I feel like the blood flowing in my body and things like that where it's it's just helped me be a lot more present um which has been such a gift um yeah I think especially when reflecting on dysphoria um I'm sure many other people are feeling the anxiety around re-emerging now that lockdowns are ending and what kind of implications that has for how we're perceived in the world and you know how comfortable we feel in our bodies and 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 you know the paranoia that comes from being out in public again mm. um so yeah it's <laughs> taught myself to kind of remind myself that I was like oh I just made an entire thing that's about this and I can revisit <laughs> that as well um, so, yeah, that's been really helpful. <laughs> I think you've touched on something that's really interesting, I think, about this series um, or about any kind of um, movement practice is that, you know, if I think about going to a yoga class, um, part of that experience for me is like feeling seen and that's, you know, that brings mm -hmm. its <laughs> a whole bunch of uh, thoughts and feelings about that. But, you know, with this, it's like you can put headphones on, you can, you know, sit down in your lounge room, you can do it by yourself. It feels this very one-to-one -one, um, space where you can, yeah, not think about what's going on and just really think about yourself. I'm interested because I know that it, um, it, Transomatics has been iterations of um, audio. It's been iterations of in person. I suppose, like thinking about that, have you had feedback from listeners about the experience? Um, perhaps people that have done both and, and what it's been like for them and how it's differed. Mm, absolutely. Um, yeah, and what you're saying as well, it speaks directly to part of the the process in creating Transomatics. I really wanted it to be something that people could do on their own terms. Um, and I think especially for trans and gender non-conforming people, um, it is a really vulnerable thing to negotiate anything with the body and generally, you know, being perceived as already such a, such a 
complicated mm. um, aspect of life. Um, so, yeah, creating different avenues that people could engage with the project um, was really important to me. And, and yeah, definitely I think there have been some mixed experiences in terms of doing it alone at home and then coming to a workshop. I know a few people who came to workshops who said they were really nervous about coming because they, you know, at home it is kind of this more comfortable, no one can see me situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I made a point that in the workshops it is a trans only space and everybody in the, the room and in the building is, is, is um, you know, has at least a very, very basic common understanding of, of um, gender is complicated. And so I think that in itself was actually quite a comforting experience in the end. Um, we'd always spend time chatting and getting to know each other as well, which is also really beautiful. Um, but, yeah, you know, obviously there's lots of complicated elements to it. And I think it's also the dynamic between having the, a facilitator who can see what you're doing also changes the, the dynamic a bit and, um, you know, and that can have different impacts or different interpretations for different people. So, yeah, I always wanted to make sure that all of those options are, are available, and um, which is also why I wanted to add video to this second season of Transomatics, um, just for people who might find the audio guidance is not super clear, which I know is also, um, you know, it's just a different way of understanding. Uh, so I wanted to do video ones as well so that people could follow along visually. Um, and yeah, we, I, I am planning to do a couple more workshops before the end of the year, hopefully in Footscray, um, for people who want to come to those. But yeah, like I said, I just wanted to make it as available as possible in, in as many different ways so that people can, can pick whichever, whichever route is, is most appealing to them. If you have just joined us, um, we are chatting with Simalina Winoto all about transomatics, which is an embodied practice for trans and gender diverse people um, and its breathwork, its movement. I'd love to, I suppose, talk about the um, the different seasons. You, you, you know, they're kind of two discrete seasons that you've created so far. Um, what was that, I suppose, process like for you doing the first one um, finishing that off and then kind of coming out and doing a, doing a second one? What were the things that you really wanted to make sure that you, you covered in this second season? Mm. Um, yeah, so the first season was kind of focusing on particular parts of the body, the skin, the gut, um, muscle groups. And I wanted to, in the second season, I guess, break it down in terms of the ways that we engage with the body but have a more holistic approach to the body as a whole rather than isolating different parts of it. Um, so this season focuses on um, breath work, movement, and also stillness, and then, um, you know, creating whole body sensations throughout all three of those themes. Um, and I think, again, I was kind of trying to just create something that was a different way of engaging with the body I think for some people it's it's easier, uh, I don't know, more um, accessible to focus on particular elements of the body and kind of have a less overwhelming sense of just like I'm just thinking about, you know, my gut at the moment and I've just, you know, I can isolate that from, from other things. And I think for other people it, it makes more sense to focus on the whole body experience. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so I just I just wanted to create different different avenues. And I also think the body is one really big, complex, connect, interconnected um, piece of work. So it made sense for me to create something that, that spoke to that as well. And I think, you know, when we think about movement, when we think about breath, when we think about stillness, that's 
incorporates everything in the body and there's always something responding to something else in the body. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to, to look into as well. So, so yeah, I hoped that kind of all of these guided practices could, could speak to that and um, create sensations along that narrative as well. Mm. And I think it's, Something that's wonderful about this series is that it does feel timeless in a way. You know, I think somebody could come to these audio um, series or, or watch the videos in like a year or two years or three years or whatever, and it still be relevant because it is just those gentle reminders to check in with yourself, um, to, to be present, to think about your breath. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that's really wonderful about the series is that it just does feel accessible for uh, however long people want to access it. Uh, something that you touched on before that I would love to um, just tap into, you know, you speak about breath as this body's natural rhythm. Um, and in the third episode, you speak about flow, um, meaning repeated movements that can really help slow our minds. It's definitely something that I think um, a lot of people are probably thinking about kind of coming out of lockdown and our lives changing in a, in a pretty significant way again. Um, I'm, I suppose, can you just speak to what you think the um, effects of that kind of repeated practice are um, in what it means for the rest of your life when you're not doing that, the, the body movement. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, anybody who's, who's done a yoga class or anything similar like that will have experienced those types of flows where you have a sequence of movement that you repeat. And I think my experience at least is that it's that repetition, um, kind of gives your mind a bit of pause because you have less space to focus on other things and get distracted because you have to focus on what's the next, you know, shape that I'm taking, what's the next breath that I'm going to take, where am I going to land? And I think that in itself can be, it's, it's a really nice meditative mindfulness exercise, even if the movements are really simple, but you don't have to be doing a lot. Um, and in a way, you know, it's the same if you're folding the washing, it's just doing something that's repetitive in that meditative state of, of doing something with your body, um, and that I think for the mind is just a really soothing experience because it knows what's happening. There's an expectation, like there's a, there's a predictable narrative in a way that mm. can, that can, yeah, is, is relaxing. Um, and I think in terms of, you know, then what happens afterwards, once you stop doing that movement, um, you know, you step out of that room or, or, or move on to the next thing. Um, I think even just that experience of that pause for the mind is a really regenerative um, thing and it helps the – I think every time you have a reminder that you can take it things more slowly, especially in the world that we have today, which is moving at such incredible speeds, is really helpful. Um, you know, like anything that we do, the body needs a lot of reminders. The mind needs a lot of reminders um, and we forget things all of the time. So anytime we engage with the practice, the more we do, um, yeah, it's just, I think it really reiterates and solidifies that, that understanding that we can be slower, that we can be more present. Um, and we don't need to run all the time. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like complicating the way that we think about rest. I think I've been thinking mm. about rest a lot lately and how we're taught to rest and rest doesn't always look like a bath, a bubble bath or, but, you know, having a rest for a mind, for the mind by doing movement practice like this feels incredibly important, particularly when, yes, we're constantly stimulated by so many things. Um, so yeah, it feels like a really beautiful invitation in that as well. Um, you've got three episodes out of this season so far. I believe there's going to be eight. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, I suppose, what we can expect from the rest of the season? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're going to be releasing an episode every Sunday um, and I'll be announcing it on the Transmatics Instagram page. Uh, so there's another episode coming out about movement and then two, which will be audio and then two more audio episodes on stillness, which will be still have some movement in it, but um, be focusing more on particular shapes that, you know, you can kind of fall into more that are a bit more, um, yeah, a, a bit more about twists and stretches and, and feeling sensations deeper within the body. And then I'll be releasing two video episodes, which will um, be a bit longer than the audio ones and kind of move through all three themes. So going through breath, through movement and through stillness um, and just creating a bit of a flow through through those three themes. Um, and then hopefully after all eight episodes are out, we'll be doing a couple of in-person workshops in Footscray. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so people can check out the Instagram page if they do want to stay up to date. There's also your website at transomatics.com. Um, so Melina, congratulations on the season and thanks so much as always for your time. Thank you, Beth. It's always a pleasure. Uh, just chatting there to Samalina Winoto talking all about transomatics, which is an embodied practice for trans and gender diverse people to help deal with gender dysphoria through breath work and also gentle movement guides. Uh, season two is out now. There are three episodes available. As I said, you can jump on transomatics.com. It is a project that's supported by ArtsGen and Transgender Victoria. You are listening to Triple R. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R, exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics, and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. You are in the glass house and this next story comes from all the best. If you don't know it, it's a show where emerging Australian storytellers learn how to make audio stories. It's a weekly podcast and community radio show produced between FBI Radio in Sydney in association with Sin and Triple R here in Nam. This next story comes from one of their latest episodes, Don't Forget. Gus has an elevator crush. He's only known his crush for seconds. They've barely spoken, but still he imagines falling in love with this total stranger and living a long, happy life together. Bro, I love her. Con, I don't know her name, I don't know anything about her actually, and we've only just met. Bro, we're in the same elevator. Con, Elevator romance is, by nature, short-lived. Very up and down. <laughs> yeah. Pro, I love her. Con, I have no rational reason at all to love her. She just looks vaguely nice and is holding a book and said very politely, Basement 2, please. And I said, I'm going there already. And she said, ah, and smiled. Pro, we're going to the same floor. Con, that floor is the car park. Pro, this is an objectively retellable meet-cute, a great couple story that we'll be able to tell to our beautiful, smiling, book-reading grandkids. Con, climate change. Well, I mean, it's just a general con for the future, isn't it? Pro, women love confident men propositioning them in elevators. Con, I'm not confident. Also, Con, I'm pretty sure that women hate men propositioning them in elevators. Pro, 
she's looking at me. Con, I was already looking directly at her when she started looking at me, inevitably leaving her to wonder how long I'd been, you know, doing that for. Con, there's absolutely no way I'm going to say anything. Con, I'm going to regret this, irrationally, every day for at least one calendar year. Con, I'm going to have to add Elevator Girl to the ever-expanding list of strange women I met one time in one or another random place and fell in love with for no reason and then didn't talk to. And Con, big Con, that's a very, very long list. You're listening to Triple R. That was called Elevator Love by Gus McDonald with supervising production by Helen Wolfenden. If you would like to get involved with All the Best and learn how to make audio stories yourself, they are currently accepting pitches. You can head to allthebestradio.com to find out more. You are listening to The Glass House. You're on Triple R. It is very much time for me to get on out of here. But I do want to say thanks for keeping me company. I do want to say a big thanks to Semolina Winoto for speaking to me all about their project Transomatics. The second season is out. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts or you can check out their website at transomatics.com. But that's all for me for today. Keep it locked to Triple R and I'll catch you next week. This is Beth AQ. Thanks for listening to the podcast of The Glass House, a weekly radio show that airs on Triple R each Wednesday. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via Twitter at Bethany AQ or the Triple R website, 